Hey, it's Lou and welcome back to Shade. It's been a while. I'm excited to share with you today Shade Shorts, the first in a series of short conversations that I've been enjoying in between the main seasons of the show. You'll hear my behind the scenes chats with black radical art practitioners whose work both has the ability to heal and positively affect social justice change. And for the next few shorts, I'll be in conversation with the editors responsible for the most progressive and provocative independent art and culture journals. Now, you all know that my conversations usually go in deep into my guests' work, but we're busy and overwhelmed with information, especially now. So I'm going to keep these chats snappy and then provide you with the signpost to my guests' inspiring work. I know that you'll want to take it from there at the end of the conversation by following the links provided in the podcast description. Today, I'm delighted to say that my chat is with editor-in-chief and founder of The Photographer's Green Book, Jay Simple. If you haven't come across this resource, let me tell you a little bit about its roots. Between 1936 and 66, the Negro Motorist Green Book was a list of safe places for black people during their travels throughout segregated America. The Photographer's Green Book in that tradition is a list of resources to navigate the photographic community, which has historically denied the voices of those other than predominantly white cis male artists. Inclusion, diversity, equity and advocacy are the core principles of the Photographer's Green Book, which guide the questions they ask and the resources they build. So let's dive in to my conversation with Jay Simple. I think in a way, all the things that I do, I kind of uh, see as a part of my artistic practice, whether it's the work through the Green Book, my own photography practice, um, or even like teaching or engaging with institutions, right? I think of my, those kind of contributions as a part of my practice, but as sort of like the artist, right? Quote, unquote, um, I'm really interested in how we how we create these social structures and these ideas around identity of who gets to have equality, who gets to have a sense of humanity. And so I've been really looking into these topics as a center, you know, a lot in my own experience in the United States, but I think in having conversations about equality, inclusion, you know, and the effects of colonialism and white supremacy, Mm. Um, on those things, there's a wide range of places and spaces that those conversations are being had. Mm. Um, more recently, um, I've been working on a project titled Exodus Home, mm-hmm. which um, looks at the Great Migration, right, where between um, you know the early 20th century, right, until the 1970s, 1960s, late 1960s, um, millions of people fled the violence of the South to uh, Northern states in the United States. And I was thinking about the way in which those descendants of those that were escaping uh, the violence of Jim Crow, right, and racism in, you know, the South escaped to the North, but their descendants now are facing violence from both the state and uh, people who espouse these white supremacist ideologies. And Mm so I moved from Philadelphia to Farmville, Virginia, um, where I was making the work. And it was kind of interesting because W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, when he was writing The Philadelphia Negro, found out about Farmville, Virginia and went there and did a study. And so it was interesting that he was doing a study in these early days of the Great Migration 
about mm-hmm. Farmville and was from Philadelphia, where I was from. And so there's this serendipitous connection in the work yeah, to yeah. these experiences of migration um, that I was really interested in diving into. And so it's a series of photographs, self-portraits, uh, sculptures, mixed media, and such. Um, mm. So I guess that work really kind of coincided very directly, right, with the photographer's Green Book and the creation of that, because the Negro Motorist Green Book was a resource that these migrants would have been using uh, to travel as they were going north or they were, you know, returning south for visiting uh, family and, you know, functions and such. So um, I think that the work that I do as an artist and the work that I do through the Green Book has this interesting synergy in sort of the approaches uh, that I take, but then also the histories that I'm looking at. Mm, that's amazing. That's really interesting that you um, uh, quoted Du Bois as a as a, a an influence there because I think it was when he was there that he created those data visualization, mm-hmm. um, amazing illustrations um, that focused on migration and so many other things. And how did you like um, take the first steps in terms of beginning to develop the original idea that meets the needs um, of the audience, you know, of photographers working today yeah i mean uh, the original where where i think the green book is now and then where it kind of started has mm. been a very much an organic growth so i think when i first imagined making the green book you know was a moment um you know i think within the field of photography uh in the united states a lot of conversation was being had about inclusivity and representation And this arose a lot out of um, the general calls for um, equality, right? And humanity for Black people within the United States that kind of surfaced during COVID and, um, you know, the consistent murdering Mm -hmm. of Black people by uh, agents of the government. Mm -hmm. And in those moments, we were all trying to figure out, I think, how can we contribute something to that struggle within the field of photography, right? And so I see, you know, the images that we see on the news, the images that we see in the galleries and such are heavily influenced by the field of photography and image making. And Mm -hmm. as we're looking at those things, we need critical dialogue around it, but we also need institutions that can foster that kind of conversation. And so I've been living my, you know, career, always trying to find these organizations, right? And Sometimes it's, you know, you just get on Google and you just try to, you know, Instagram, wherever you can find, you try to collect, you know, those places that you know about. Mm -hmm. But I thought about how easy it was for me to find predominantly white institutions through, you know, their proliferation that that it wasn't the same for organizations that were trying to battle against it sometimes. And so I wanted to create at the very beginning just a list of those organizations that we didn't have to necessarily fight for representation or um, to remove this degree of fetishization that happens around our images and our production of it. And that was the the sort of impetus was like, let's make a list. Let's see how many organizations that we can pull together that we don't have to search for it. Right. And, yeah. you know, I think it's a good thing for people who are already involved in photography. But, you know, the original really idea was for folks that are young that don't know about, you know, these networks and resources. Cause I was one of those type of students. I was one of those type of young photographers that didn't know where to go to mm-hmm. and had to deal with a lot of bad experiences and places that I would find myself in. And so mm-hmm. I want to try to minimize that for other people 
as well as myself. The Green Book and its central idea is naturally collaborative, right? So it's all about bringing other people in. So while I think that, you know, I may have signed up for the Instagram account that was originally there, but the list is nothing without the contributions and work of others. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that level of collaboration has been central from when I started it. And so, you know, the first collaborator that I worked with was Sydney, who's the editor right now. And the work that uh, she came in doing was, um, you know, she sent me a message on Instagram. It was like, hey, I want to make a reading list. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about how we could open up you know, the green book space, which was really in its infancy and and make a a resource for people that was beyond just this list of organizations. But it was like, hey, here are some readings, here's some things that you can engage in Mm -hmm. that can actively insert you into this conversation, right? That was really sprouting um, in that moment. And then it's it's been a mixture of organic um, sort of connections uh, from making that community. Um, So Ali came on as the um, designer of our first publication. And so she was, you know, in the network of Sydney. Um, and then Zora came on as our educational director more recently. Mm. And, you know, he's been a thought partner of mine's, uh, around the green book and like that inception of it, uh, those Mm -hmm. early days, we were really kind of in conversation with a whole other list of community members as well. So even coming up with the idea was based off of conversations I was having. So, I think that, you know, sometimes you can have a face of a thing um, yeah, yeah. and it looks like that person is doing something. But I think very much uh, the community and what the Green Book is, is based off of everyone else's hard labor and work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you made a, like a really important choice to not only produce online, but also you've, um, you have a print offering as well. And um, it's an interesting choice. And I just wonder how one supports the other in terms of what you are focused on expressing through the two different mediums. Yeah, I think, you know, I think I imagine, um, you know, the publication was a way for us to create a resource and to make statements in a way, right? I think that the book is organized as an educational resource that really looks at um, different ways that people are thinking about their community uh, and their practice, right? In terms of anti-colonial and more expansive views that center the global majority as the the mode of uh, knowledge production. And so for me, that works in the world a little bit differently than what we do online because we can get a little bit more in depth, right? And we can have a little bit more time to be able to work on a particular idea and then make it artistic with like the images and the production of it. And so the book itself has a lot of interviews, but then it also has questions in it, right? So after everything that you read, you can also uh, engage with it as a learning tool to find these threads that are going throughout, you know, folks across the diaspora that are engaging with uh, how do we make a space for ourselves and how do we create a visual language that is uh, central and representative of us. And then I think that book, right, then kind of can work as a further engagement with the things that we're doing online, 
where sometimes they're like, you know, these quick conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Get on live for 45 minutes, right? And you can engage in a conversation, but there's so much subtext under a lot of those conversations yeah, that I yeah. think the these publications allow us to spend a little bit more time with. Um, and so as we move forward, we're really thinking about how that publication can do that in different realms and aspects of photo photographic practice. Um, and so right now we're working on uh, looking at how photographers within uh, who deal with disability and ideas of mental health mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, how do they imagine along with us a space of um, comfort, but also how can we be inclusive in the ways that we think about mental health um, that can be more productive than sometimes these rules of, you know, the type of people versus these type of people. Mm -hmm. and we're all dealing with issues of mental health all the time, regardless if we want to discuss it or not. With the publication, we've been doing uh, calls for essays mm -hmm. um, for contributors to bring, you know, some aspects of their own practice and interest in this sort of idea and have that contribution. Um, and then I think, you know, we're just open to hearing from folks. So, you know, mm -hmm. people send an email and they'll be like, oh, I'm working on, you know, X, Y project. And we'll, we'll sit down and we'll meet with them and discuss, you know, their project and the ways that we can uh, insert that into the green book. So I, I suggest, you know, send a DM or yeah, yeah. an email um, if you have a project. And I think we're always open to finding out how can we use this platform to support you know, different voices. But then also I think through the network that we have, it's like, oh, hey, you know, from doing this work, I know of X, Y, and Z, and they may also be able to be a form of support for you. Mm. Um, so I think those conversations are, are always welcome. I love that. It's like open doors, you know, and I'm really interested, like to hear. Well, actually, I want to pass the baton to you, really. So what other journals do you go to? I mean, in one way, it's, it's a hard question to ask. It really is. I, I, get, I get the fun ability that like, you know, on the Green Book listing, we only follow the organizations that are a part of the list. Yeah. And so... I just have this back end of being able to just have the infinite scroll of yeah. like all of these organizations that I love and really want to support. So I, I would say one answer is like the non-answer, which is like, I would suggest everyone to go just look at the list because they're all amazing. Right, 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 right. Um, but I, I, you know, I think one person that I'm, I'm thinking of, or not person, but a collective mm. uh, of artists that was uh, featured in um, Green Book Volume 1 publication, uh, with Shasha Movies, and mm -hmm. they're a collection or a collective of uh, artists that put together the streaming service for uh, Southwest um, Asian and North African cinema. Mm -hmm. And I think the ways that they're engaging with uh, curating the conversation and how it's presented to the public, but then also how they are inserting a conversation into an industry and taking a level of their own agency. Uh, and and putting that into you know this great platform, so I think they're they're doing some wonderful things there. Um, and then also I've been working with uh, another organization out in New Orleans, uh, a Black Creatives Guide, and they're doing uh, these interventions into institutions um, mm -hmm. by creating conversations, by uh, training not docents but conversation starters that bring in community members and create. Mm -hmm a space that feels comfortable within the museum to mm -hmm. 
to have conversations around representation, art, um, and such. And they're doing some some really good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk about your work at the Photographer's Green Book. So much respect to you for creating it and, and continuing this work. So thank you, Jay. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you as well. Glad to have been here.